telling you, bro. What's been happening, bro? Uh, not too much. Still hitting more Peggyos. Hi, this is Shane Terrio, and welcome to the Riff Raff. Hey everyone, thanks again for tuning in to the Riff Raff. I really appreciate the support. The iTunes rating has jumped up, so thank you for your rating. And if you haven't done so, please stop by and leave me a little love. I appreciate it. It definitely helps this thing grow. My guest today is Mr. Johnny Vodakovich. You know, in New Orleans, this is a town that is overflowing with great drummers, each with their own unique style and approach. And Johnny Vodakovich easily qualifies as an institution in the New Orleans music scene. His career spans five decades. He's played with a who's who of New Orleans music royalty, including Professor Longhair, James Booker, Johnny Adams, Danny Barker, his own group, Astro Project, and many, many others. And then there's those that have, uh, from outside of New Orleans who have relied on Johnny's signature street beat grooves like John Schofield, Joe Sample, Charlie Hunter, and on and on. Johnny has been a teacher for years. He's mentored hundreds of students. And some of the more notable ones include Brian Blade and Stanton Moore. Johnny is such a great person to chat with, as you'll hear in this interview, and he's a highly animated and passionate person about life and music. He frequently got up to dance or move his body in a certain way to illustrate a point, and uh, he's a highly, highly musical drummer and one of my favorites. He's a real poet on the drums, both on and off. As you'll hear, I met Johnny when I moved back to New Orleans uh, years ago, and we went to work together here and there, doing recording and gigs. But one highlight I remember is getting to do a gig once with both Johnny and Idris Mohammed, the legendary Idris Mohammed, on duo drums, and that was really fun. In this interview, Johnny talks about singing what you play, phrasing, the music scene in 1950s and 1960s New Orleans, his music influences, and we play some traditional New Orleans grooves and how he interprets them, his love of poetry, and his love of drummer Paul Modian, whose name I keep mispronouncing over and over in this interview before I learned the real pronunciation, so sorry. And uh, we play a few tunes, and there's a lot here. You know, behind one of the more unique and quirky personalities in New Orleans music, that is Johnny Dokovich, is a treasure trove of wisdom learned from a lifetime playing and teaching, so I hope you'll enjoy this. This interview took place at Johnny's house in Mid-City, New Orleans, Louisiana, February 2016. Thanks for tuning in. I am here in New Orleans with Mr. Johnny Vidakovich. Beautiful February day. Man, it's like almost 70 degrees outside. Beautiful. Fantastic. Like I was saying earlier, man, your record, Mystery Street. I used to come down here, play Jazz Fest, Neville Brothers. And I got a copy of that record. And I'm not, I'm not just saying it, man. I listen to that record over and over and over again. I was living in Nashville at the time, man, and I just got obsessed with that record. You know, I, I really loved it. All the tunes on it, 
And I thought, if I ever go back down to Louisiana and live again, I'm going to play with this cat. And it was like maybe a year later when I called you to play on some tunes and we met, you know, and you played on my record. On uh, Tulane Avenue. Tulane Avenue. The yeah, gre- yeah, yeah. The Grease Factor. It became the Grease Factor. We did that tune, Dublin. and um, Dublin. Yes. And I actually have a chart on that. We yes. That's with it. So I've always been a fan of your playing, man. Then we've worked, I worked on your solo record once. And yes. You've done a lot of stuff over the years, you know? Yes. So I w- you were one of the first people I thought of about when I was back down here to interview. I was just wondering if we could talk a little bit about your approach to playing drums. I mean, I know some yeah. of your influences yeah. and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, well, be, I was you know, you know, lucky to be here because, like, the, in New Orleans, man, drums is like, uh, you know, it's like a sacred instrument, you know? Sure. I mean, you know, so uh, there's just a lot of great drummers, you know? And uh, uh, as far as, you know, influences and as far as inspiration you know what i mean they practically they they, they they come hand in hand around here you know sure and and also that thing about yeah here's how it goes let me show you how yeah do this try this do that let me show you how okay you know that so that whole thing goes together you know it's a very much a collective thing you you know the feeling of being inspired learning and playing gigs all kind of seem to be one thing, you mm-hmm. know, now that I'm looking back at it, you know, mm-hmm. in my latter years, you know, the mm-hmm. way I, the way I came up, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's the way I came up. It was all just rolled into a ball, you know, a, 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 a very circular kind of a, a thing uh, in time playing music and in, in around here. Because it was a, it was it was it was like there was no end of the lesson, you know. It was your ball. It was like a ball. You just kept rolling. You know, you learning and you playing and you teaching and you learning and you playing and, you're playing and, you're playing and, you're, and it's rolling, you yeah. know. So there's no after a while, it's just a ball, a smooth ball, you know. And there's no lines. It's just like beautiful. A you know, uh, watercolors is a beautiful way for me to describe the way I feel about you know the music in New Orleans. So I, I watercolors, everything blends, you know, and, and and now I'm at a fantastic point in my life where I've just had this realization: I don't have to like or n- dislike or not like music or, or, or music, for example, since we're mm-hmm. talking about music, mm-hmm. anything for that matter. Mm-hmm. But I don't have, you don't need to do that. You know, you just <laughs> need to sit down and play the song and have fun and be there and and, and make sure you listen and, and you're doing it. Yeah. It's not a question of liking it or disliking it. I've grown too old for that. Wow. I've you know? never heard you talk I've about that I finally got over that hump of, 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 of liking and disliking stuff. Now I can let it wash on me, you know, and, and not, and that question's not going to pop up. Well, uh, I, I didn't like that shower or I didn't, oh, that was a great shower I just had, you know, uh, you know, you know, that, that was a good roast beef sandwich. Oh, that wasn't a good roast beef sandwich. Well, I don't know. I was so into it at the moment. I wasn't thinking good or bad. Yeah. You know, man, I, you know, I'm just, I'm just uh, having so much fun and being in love again you know you know the whole idea of playing
when you were coming up, the scene was really fertile, right? So there were tons of opportunities to grow and, and learn. You're talking about a ball, how everything was one thing. I mean, yeah. was that sort of an accurate statement back then? Absolutely was, for me. Yeah. That's, that, that's the way it, it always was for me. You know, I mean, uh, uh, it, yes. Now I just found out a way to describe it, the feeling, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, man, one of the things I like about your playing is it's, it's, you've straddled the line. You, know, you did all the Fest stuff early on and all the R&B, New Orleans, old school stuff. But then the modern swing and, and all the New Orleans street beat stuff, I mean, that's, that's you, man. When I think of that stuff, everybody, Brian Blade, and that, that's where it came from. You know, you kind of distilled it early on, and, you know. Uh-huh. On your, uh, your solo records, you know, getting back, I, I'd said Misty Street, Bank Street's another great one. And then there was the one called Vodakovich I, I worked on with you. And um, there's a tune called Coffee on there that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful, man. I love that. Yeah, it's Jeff Myers' song. Jeff Myers. And then you're swinging your ass off on that song, man. Uh-huh. your big influence for for the swing stuff the fast swing stuff did you have any well l- t- lucky enough you know i you know i born in 49 so that means in the 50s on a&m radio uh pop music was swing had swing beats to it you know and then um uh in the music you know i mean trad music swings pretty good around here you know yeah. and uh as far as like okay the question was who, who's my my uh, my influences. Well, I mean, uh, it was the yeah. music around here because yeah. even the pop music, you know, you know, was still swinging. Yeah, you know? you know, they still had a lot of swinging pop music. You know, uh, 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 uh so it, that was still in the air as part of our our culture, and, and then uh, 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 around town, as far as drummers, man, you know, once I heard like guys like. Uh, James Black, David Lee, and of course I had a great teacher. Yeah, when I when I was sixteen, seventeen years old, we used to go sneak out and we go to these these bars. Willie T and the Souls. Mm-hmm. At that time, Willie T had a hit, and uh, this is before Willie T uh, produced and uh, uh, did the great stuff he did with the Wild Magnolia smoking my peace pipe yeah. and all that this is before Lucy, that Nola. Willie was playing B3 uh, uh, bars George Davis played guitar Earl Turmerton Willie T's brother played saxophone and David Lee was the drummer and I was very wow. much in, and we and we go in these bars where we wasn't supposed to but they said that's okay yeah. you know we know what you're here for you know yeah. just go drink the Coca-Cola's and you know 
Right. And sit by the musician, go sit by the band over there. Oh, you know? that's cool. Yeah, and you're in school. Be, you know, yeah. and we'd be in a, not the neighborhoods we were sp- not supposed mm-hmm. to be in, but it was mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, so so David Lee uh, was a big inspiration to me. Uh, be, uh, uh, he was very musical, is very musical. I think he's still alive. I, or did he die recently? I'm not sure. I'm not sure about his health situation, but but uh, I, we became friends. We talked a lot. He liked me because I was studying timpani, and he was very interested in uh, uh, timpani and th- in orchestral music. And he knew that I, I had just started college, at, you know, at one point. And so we, 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 we had we had a lot. But but I, I liked him a lot. He was a very thought. He is a very thoughtful drummer. Uh, very great touch uh you know music the whole thing but uh he was he was a guy who i really understood that the drums is an orchestra you know you can play it very orchestrally mm-hmm. you know you can play from a whisper to a roar I, I was yeah. talking and, uh, and, and Smokey Johnson when yeah. Smokey Johnson I used to go right down the street here for 25 cents we'd go to these teenage dances and he would back up all the hip you know, Ernie Cato Benny Spellman uh, Irma Thomas uh, you know uh, uh he back up all the cat. He was the cat, you know. And so, and there was no air conditioning. And so, you know, the windows were open. So for twenty five cents, I, I go there to, to teenage dances. Go outside the side door into the courtyard, and the drums were set up in a corner with the windows open. I put my elbows on the window like that, and I get a four hour drum lesson yeah, for twenty five cents. Wow, two feet from Smokey Johnson <laughs> or, or some other hip drummer. You know, you know, for a lot of people not listening, I mean, everybody here knows Smokey Johnson and ain't my fault. And that's that's there's certain signature grooves, man. You know, I think you've come up with a few yet. They just hadn't been named. But, you know, there's, you know, Vernel Fournier. There's yeah. the Poinciana. Yeah. Right. And then there's uh, Smokey Johnson, ain't my fault. You know, and Ziggs. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got their yeah. thing down here. It's cool, yeah. man. This you is know, the drum city, man. The drum city. Sacred How, instrument. Could you, play, could you just play the intro to Ain't My Fault so we have, you know, I could... Uh, Michelle would love to. That's, uh, so the, the idea is that the the focus is on a weak beat four, the big four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You push on the four. Yeah. And then Poinciana groove is uh, Poinciana groove is, 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 is you know it, everything is so related, man. I hung out with with Vernel about four hours one night in New York City while he was playing a gig, and I sat right where we were playing. He was playing at Bradley's, and. Uh, he was real nice. 
And it, it, it's really a street beat. Yeah. But it's, it's just, just kind of orchestrated. A little more sophisticated. So, if, I mean, you know, if you take this beat here. Like, oh, when Extra on the four there. He, yeah. he, he don't really do it, but it's it's in the it's, beat. Yeah, it's if you listen close, you will hear he's playing exactly a traditional skeleton. Huh? You know, it's reorchestrated, bro. So a little orchestra you got here with no <laughs> notes, so yeah. you can't hit no wrong notes. <laughs> you picked the right instrument, Johnny. It seems like you, yeah, you. Even to this day, man, you're so passionate behind the drums, like you could feel it just sitting across from you, you know. That's a cool thing. I man. sure, I sure, I do love, I love, I love the drums. In fifty, in fifty-five years of teaching, I've had one drummer walk through that door and say, "Johnny, you got to help me out with my phrasing." I've never heard any drummers use the word phrase right, before. Right. You know, and, and this guy well, almost fell on the floor. <laughs> I said, boy, is this going to be a good lesson? <laughs> and it was. And we sang, you know. When and you we sang and sang and sang. I said, I mean, time to can be phrasing, the same thing. Right? Yeah, to teach like, phrasing. I, but you can still play time and keep the time going and be thinking in phrases and, and or, or be feeling and thinking in, uh, in phrases. Mm -hmm. It's so important because like that's the player. big breath. Yeah. That for me is the time. It's not that vertical tick, tick, tock, 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 that's straight up and down, but it's really the one, two, three. That would be like one beat for me in, 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 in my little way of thinking about playing drums in time. Now that was about three beats for me, because I'm not thinking one, two, three, four. I'm not, I'm thinking. Those are my beats. Longer phrases. Longer. The beats. phrase is the beat. I see. Well, that makes total sense because you know, even as a guitar player, you can you can play notes for two days without stopping because the right hand left hand you don't have to worry about a breath yes know? but a horn player yes. you you're limited so you like and it's a natural thing uh -huh. it's like uh when you're speaking it's natural you can't talk forever you have to take a breath so it I just talk, feels I, right I, I, you know i talked i talk to cats about this all the time and i say guys like us 
our instruments do not require air. Mm-hmm. Now, what's good for us to do, I think, is to take your own personal movie, create your own little scene, and imagine that your guitar has a, has a mouthpiece and you got to blow air into it. And that's what I tell cats about drums. I say, imagine that the drum set has a mouthpiece and you actually have to go, but I'm a sub a little dig it, bat, bat, bat. Hit play it. Yeah. yeah, I say you gotta come from within. The drum set is only the instrument is only forty nine percent. It can't be any more. That's the maximum in the in the total picture. The instrument is the player minimum is fifty one percent. That's the lead. Mm. It, it looks like a bunch of stuff. It sounds like a lot of stuff. It costs money. It's loud, but it ain't but forty nine percent of the move. Mm-hmm. If the drums ain't inside your stomach and then you ain't singing it through that mouthpiece and you ain't doing the song, then, then the drums ain't going to work. They're going to play you as opposed to you playing them. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. That's a great way to put it, man. You sing and... through these girls. <laughs> like opera, baby. You know, maybe I should play, uh, uh, let you demonstrate that. I could just play a simple blues form, or maybe you could demonstrate just some phrasing. Sure. On. One, two, one, two, three, four. Makes total sense because you're so you're playing in my mouth and it's and it, in my stomach and you're not playing licks so you you have a you know you're only limited by your own ideas you're not playing licks yeah yeah you're I'm playing s- ideas I'm, yes I'm 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 trying to think as if uh, I'm 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 you know going do that and play variations and thematic things that are related somewhat to the rhythmic va- uh, 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 rhythmic part of the song or, or you know. Like if you were to take that, you know, like I'm pl- like I was playing off of playing licks that mimic straight no chase today. Yeah, the rhythm. Yeah, you know, because it fits off of twelve bar blues kinda. You know, but I mean, I could think like Happy Birthday because it's so simple, uh-huh. and learn to make variations on it and make that the, a way to approach the drum set theme and variations. So you got a baba da sec do chick app boom da ba da ba ba da. And you variate. Mm-hmm. 
if you can ask Johnny, what did you play on the drums? I have no idea what I played on the drums. Mm-hmm. I was following my, my my diaphragm and my mouth, and I and 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 and, and, and learned how to make theme and variations on a simple melody that I know before I learned how to speak English. Mm. I know Happy Birthday, so that should be fairly easy. And it's four beats. It's a four beat song. Oh yeah, it's a good. It has four phrases. Yeah, two halves. And that's it. You can't goof this girl up. <laughs> you can't speak English, but you know happy birthday, Jack. Sure, yeah. That's so primal, man. Learn yeah. how to ma- learn how to make theme and variations. Where should you learn that? Well, you got to practice before you sit down at the drums. Because your body has to have the music in it. Don't practice at the drums. Practice in your body first. Mm-hmm. And then sit down at the drums. So before I would play happy birthday, I would stand up with the sticks or the brushes in my hands and move my body to make sure that my arms and legs are two, three, four. Yeah. I have no idea what I played on the drums because I was following my. But mouth. it's that that like I was saying that's musical versus playing by road or you know everybody has their licks they'll throw in but doing it that way you're really pulling from inside like they, oh, the, and the ideas yeah. are really fresh because oh, they're. Yeah. Right, and you might have looked at a cool painting that day, and that's yeah. going to influence that. Or you yeah. might have watched a movie or something. Yeah. Instead of, oh yeah, I'm going to do my Alvin Lick here. I'm going to do right. this Lick here. Yeah, yeah. that's right. a great lesson, regardless of it, the instrument you play. You know, it really yeah. is. And what's cool about the drums is, I can really get inside of myself, and, 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 and if I can learn to, you know, uh, be not self-conscious enough to where I can express myself here, might look like a fool, sound like a fool, make a mistake. You got to get past that I'm cool barrier too mm-hmm. to play to play uh, expressive drums, because you can't think I'm cool. If you think I'm cool, man, you you cutting yourself off from you cutting yourself off from. More than fifty percent of all the time and energy that you spent watching cartoons to give you that craziness—that's <laughs> what you got to put into the drums. Yeah. You have to take it a little outside the box in order to be yourself, or else you're just going to sound like another drum playing drum licks.
said with Paul Motion, I feel that with some some players, it, it sort of transcends the instrument. So you'll, you know, rather than just having drummers listen to his stuff, he he, all kinds of people can appreciate it because it re- it resonates at a deeper level for people. You know, it goes beyond the instrument. It could be playing anything. I think he's coming from from very much within. You know, the song is coming. I'm exposing, bring it out. See, with the drums, I ain't got to worry. Because the drums, I don't have, I, I, I can, I, as long as my, this is feeling good and my body's dancing on the inside and, and I got this going, all I have to do is react and I can hit anything because the drums don't have any notes. Yeah. I can't hit any wrong notes. This is great. <laughs> you know, so I mean, I can have a party inside of my body. And if it's grooving inside of my body and I'm hitting anything, it's going to sound good. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a beautiful way to put it. Because ain't no notes again in the wrong ones, man. <laughs> it's so cool. Hey, Mr. Jack Shee, you ain't about nothing. Living big in nowhere land. You looking for something? You got a pocket full of C-notes. A song book full of rhymes Searching for the A-girl Like the blueprint in your mind Oh, Mr. Jack Zip Lost inside your castle Exercising bad manners at the wrong table How did you get into doing poetry at your gigs, man? Like, uh, I always wrote poetry, you know, yeah. like, like starting around in, in the 60s just just wrote the stuff, you know? And just one day you just started on uh, the gigs, well, incorporating? Well, improvising on, on the gig, and I and I just recite the shit. Uh-huh. You know, there was no key, no melody, nothing. I would just recite the shit very aggressively, like sort of a Henry. I, li- I like my boy Henry Rollins. Henry Rollins, you know uh-huh, sure. I love him, man. I think he's a genius. So my, I, I, I'm not a singer, so I said, well, I got all these poems I've been writing since the 60s. You know, I got almost enough to do a book. It started to get more melodic when George Porter, you know, George Porter, he, he, he's got fiduciitis, you know, so, you know, he's, he's going to make a melody, he's going to make a song out of it, yeah. you know, and for me, I'm just going, no, we're just killing time, man, so we get the, don't worry about nothing, just hang out, hang out on a B flat, hang out on any note you want, E, 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 <laughs> and I said, and when I look at you, solo, that's, that's the, that's the arrangement. That's a guitar player's dream. E, e when aggravated. I you, when I look at you, key, solo. We, we're going to play in the key. E aggravated. <laughs> and the solo's open. <laughs> you can only say it once. Better play. You can only say it once. Keep on repeating it. It's like talking to children. You can only say it once. Hey, child. Better play while it's still a little light. You can only say it once to kids, don't fight. We are so young, so say it again, so say it again, so say it again. Please. Remember this, Johnny? Tell me.
Yeah, man. That was fun, man. I, uh, That's pretty, I huh? played that in a while. That's a pretty song. Yeah, man. We did that on my record, Dublin. That's a um, pretty song. I never played it with brushes before, but that was great. I, I think you played it on the record with brushes. Did I did? You? I don't remember. Maybe. I, th- I thought I played some sloppy-ass street beat. No, maybe. I don't know. Whatever you did was good. It was all good, man. That's good. I'm glad you said that. Fucking thing, the zone. Oh, the zone, the, sure. I remember and he that. gets to that guitar solo because I didn't stay for the guitar solo. I, I left the session. He gets to that guitar fucking solo. Yeah, <laughs> it's so fucking right. It's so. I say, that's fucking rock and roll, motherfucker. <laughs> well, that was. Uh, I really like the way you bit that bastard. Thanks, Johnny. That's just me. I, because I, I, I listened to it the other day and I said, yep, I just, you know, I, it's it's one of, now I'm here to shift five, six, seven years and, and I said, God damn. <laughs> what a fuck. That's that guy again. That big fat black guy. <laughs> <laughs> With the big the fat 80, thumb. 80 years old. Uh, Who is yeah. it? You talk about the zone, man. It's really loose. I remember Jeff the, Meyer, the guy that produced it. Yes, he wouldn't let let me do anything more than one pass. Everything had to be live, and, right. and it, right. I don't remember fixing anything. It was right. just sort of. Well, that's why I left because I, I I remember you wanting to start fixing, and I remember you doing another pass and all that. I said, you didn't I like said, it. And, 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 and I said, all right, I'm a weird cat, bro. I'm a weird cat. I was involved in there. I thought, you know, the music would lend itself to more the guys, the musicians, not knowing what's going to happen. Sometimes their ears get bigger yeah. than their ideas. Oh. So that I think that because they don't know what's going to happen, they're not... There's less chance of, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I'm going to play my shit and I'm going to do all right because they they fucking doing this, wondering what's going to go down next. And I think that puts sometimes, put people sometimes outside of their comfort zone. Some guys, some not all musicians, you can't do it to anybody. You got to know who to do this to. Yeah. You know, you put them slightly outside of their comfort zone and wonderful things happen. Yeah, they stretch. 
Yeah. And for me, uh, one, uh, one of the things that's outside of my comfort zone that's comfortable for me is the fact of when I, when I don't know what, what, what's going down. <laughs> you know, as uncomfortable as it is, it, I know that it's one of the well, things that a, brings out that brings out a certain. Well, you're a super creative guy. Man. I think so, it makes my ears yeah. bigger. And, yeah. and like I said, it's less about me and more about like what fuck's going going to happen next. Yeah. You know, excuse my French. Uh, I know you're a big fan of Paul Motion because yes. we've had this conversation yes. a bunch of times. Yes. What 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 is it about him? I, I know his thing is space I, I, and I, stuff. I, 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 well, I, I I first one of the first things about him was the fact that when, uh, uh, when I was uh, about nine about about twenty years old, uh, 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 a bass player turned me on to uh, Village Vanguard sessions with Scott LaFaro and Paul Motion. And I became totally intrigued with, with Scott LaFaro and really, and, and I listened to this record every night. It was an LP and I would listen to the record every night. So I was, for the first six months of me listening to this record, I wasn't even paying attention to the drums. So there, right there. Wow. You just take it Now in total. I can see. Yeah. That's the first thing I liked about, loved about Paul Motion was the fact that I, I didn't even hear him. I said, <laughs> now that says something to me. I'm listening to this beautiful music. I'm a drummer, and I'm not listening to one note yeah. the drummer's playing. Wow. This is a great drummer. Yeah. He's making these two guys He's sound, transcended yeah, he, being he, on mean, one this instrument. Is, this is so, so empathetic and the right thing to do, the right th- way, way to accompany these two guys playing linear, contrapuntal-style bass and piano. You know, Bill Evans and Scott Farrell, is a more, to me, is a more linear, uh, contrapuntal, two-part invention kind of trip, you know, uh, in a very linear, melodic, uh, lyrical way. And the drums is the more vertical time thing, you know. I know what the drums go, boom, ching, boom. But then I started listening to what he was playing. You know, after about nine months, and I said, wait, this drama, who's this drama? No, look on the back, Paul Motian, Motian. Motian. Yeah, I just started saying motion, and I didn't even know his, his name is Motian. You know, I don't know how to pronounce it properly. I really am so, so I don't, sorry about that. I don't that. know either. But everybody, all my buddies and shit, stuff say, they say motion. So I say motion, yeah. too. That's my man, Paul Motion. Oh, you remember <laughs> Paul Motion? Remember a few years ago, I brought you that record and left it on your doorstep because I, I knew you liked it. And it, it was a little too out for me. I liked it. But it was, you, you know, you well, loved it. He's played on lots of different stuff. And one of the main things about his playing and characteristics that I like is, is he's very uh, 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 subservient to the song. And he's not afraid of space. Yeah. He leaves good spaces. Man, if we could just play one more little duet together. Yeah. This is something. I, I just want to, like, maybe you could just give me an example, like, like a light, delicate thing with your ideas. The way we recorded this. But I don't think you've heard it since then, so I'm kind okay. of putting you out of your comfort zone now. But Good. Because I just love the way you phrased uh, just the openness of what you do on this stuff. Oh, yeah, no.
Johnny, man, always great to play with you, man. Thanks for uh, chatting with me today. Pleasure, man. Hope we get to do it soon. Thank you very much, Shane, and I appreciate it, and I love you, and the music is so beautiful, and I can't wait for that music that we was working on for everybody to hear it. (laughs) Thanks, man. That makes me feel good, man, really. All right, bro. All right, peace and love. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.